I'm on the ridge walk today and I'm just uh, setting out across the wheat field which was uh, ploughed not long ago so I'm kind of picking my way along a wet and muddy strip in the field it used to be a well trodden path quite used to this this time of year day and a little touch of blue peeking through and really lovely light in fact and there's wheat coming through almost certainly wheat seedlings are a bit too small to tell but uh, coming through fine. Just thought I'd talk a little bit about an aspect of knowing oneself. I did a whole talk about that, or at least a talk a podcast with that title early on in these podcasts and just thought I'd talk about it again uh, mainly uh, because of the, what's been going on the last week or so and it's been quite interesting um, definitely felt the tension in me the stress level in me increase and it's one of those things where, first of all, I'm far from being alone with this, I think, with the current situation. Uh, so that's probably the first thing to say. But I think it's, it's interesting to see how we can overlook changes within us. And in some ways, almost latch on to them, uh, or latch on to the effects. And what I mean is, I was feeling tense, and I was meditating, and wanting to feel not tense, wanting to feel peaceful and relaxed. Uh, and it, very human, very human. And very common, in fact, I'm sure I've spoken about this process, this cycle before. But I think it's, it all bears repeating. And it wasn't until I finally saw that I was being attached to stillness and peace that I realised I was actually holding on to that idea and wanting stillness and peace through meditation. And because stillness and peace wasn't there, 
there was an element of frustration, an element almost not quite of despair, that's probably too strong a way of, way of putting it, but related to that, this feeling of, what, you know, what am I doing? Is this working? Not necessarily even articulated, but a kind of feeling of hopelessness. I think in part because I feel, I feel that I need stability and a degree of peace to be able to do what I need to do uh, at the moment. And as has happened many times before, it wasn't until I really saw what I was doing that I was able to slip back into reality because there is a very strong element of simply living in unreality. Uh, Non-acceptance is unreal in the sense that the idea of things being any different than they are at this very moment is a fantasy. The fact that they could be any different at this moment is a fantasy. The fact that they should be, I guess you could call a delusion. And so we put energy, or I put energy into resistance. And it's, it's fascinating to see that process once again playing out and I say once again partly to stress that this is a repeating process it's definitely a, a trait that I have to to work with long term and I have been for a long time um, so I, I say that in part to show or to say that that's fine that is fine uh, that is training, whatever it is, whatever is there, be still with it. But again, the relief of realising that I had been building up this tension, this reality gap, as you might call it, the relief in realising that and letting it drop is amazing. And I'm not quite sure whether there's even a gap between realising and letting it drop, or whether letting it drop is the, is the realisation. It's difficult to see what comes first. It's almost like the, you only realise the weight you've been carrying and the point when you lay it down and you suddenly realise. So again, I suppose I'm back on a bit more of an even keel, which is great. And uh, I'll just carry on and and once again, I'll try and keep my eyes open and remain aware. But I think as a sort of under undercurrent to this is a broader theme. And the broader theme is non-acceptance which means that I suppose the deeper theme is acceptance. Once again, I'm learning acceptance is, is necessary.
and also I recognise that what I'm being told or what I have been told, what I've read, it's true. It's just true. <laughs> it's just true. During this period I was looking at a particular scripture which um, has a slightly long title and rather than mangle it I'm going to put it in the description of the podcast. Uh, it's a, I think they call it an aphoristic poem, something like that. It's one of the, it's one of the scriptures that's used by the Soto Zen Church, possibly other sects. And it, it, it starts off by saying, and again I'm paraphrasing as I'm walking through the woods with no book in front of me. Um, it's along the lines of the way to the ultimate is easy. Simply stop holding on and pushing away. And the funny thing is that I was reading that whilst in the midst of the difficulty. And I couldn't see what I was doing. And then after I kind of woke myself up again in that regard, to reread that and to see that I had absolutely been stuck in picking and choosing and preferences and holding on and pushing away. I think it's interesting, the, one of the metaphors that's used is uh, talking about Buddhist practice as being like a medicine. And there are some lovely things, I think it's in the Lotus Scripture, somebody praises the Buddha in his teachings by saying that it's like a, uh, a man with vertigo being able to stand up again, or something like that. And it's just, I think it's a great image because there's an element to this where you kind of lose your, you lose your bearings. You just go off, off, off slightly, off, off axis slightly. And uh, the difference between being properly calibrated, if you like, and being centered and being off center is so great, so huge. And it makes me think of a line in uh, Rules of Meditation, which I'm sure I've quoted before, which is, the separation would be as that between heaven and earth if even the slightest gap exists. And, you know, there's some, you can look at that in a few different ways. One aspect of that is, it's very easy to, to fall off the path and walk away from what you should be doing and it can take a while to realize that and get back on, which is fine. But the other aspect of it is that you might be a lot closer than you think. One of the morning scriptures, morning service scriptures, there's a, there's a line 
if you, sh uh, if you, if lost, you should become. There will arise obstructing mountains and great rivers. And again, I used to, I used to read that thinking, well, I know, I know a lot about obstructing mountains and great rivers, and isn't it all difficult and hard and dangerous and scary? And then, uh, then later on. I suddenly realised that actually the obstructing mountains and great rivers are there to help. They're there to make sure that we don't actually wander off too far. And they are a sign, in a way. It's not that we always have to turn back when things get difficult, far from it. But I suppose what I'm trying to say is that we shouldn't assume that negative appearances actually have deep negative roots. And as I've said in other talks, everything is teaching, everything is pointing the way. And I think the key is to always be open to the teaching. Sometimes those teachings are external circumstances. The mountains and great rivers are outside. Sometimes the mountains and great rivers are inside. Again, I think we all know the feeling of internal obstacles. And that can be particularly difficult because sometimes we identify with those obstacles. We identify with those difficulties, make them part of us, I suppose. Think, or at least think they're part of us. Well, I think this is one of the great powers of meditation, really, which is to just leave all of that behind while we meditate. We just sit. And so, as that scripture says, the way to the ultimate is not hard. Simply give up clinging and pushing away. I can only imagine the smile on the face of the person who wrote that down. Because, of course, it's not easy. And yet, in some ways, it's very simple. So, I think I've spoken long enough. I'm going to continue on my walk. And I hope you all have a great day and stay well. <laughs>